threw him for uh, throughout the uh, in course of the down, and um, you know he was a big part of what we wanted to do running the ball the other day too. Um, a lot of combination blocks with the tackles, and he did a nice job sorting it out. Mike, now that Carson's shown that his injury really isn't slowing him down, how much more does that open up things for how you can use him in the offense? Well, we expected uh, you know a lot from Carson um, in his in his first game out, and I thought he did a great job. Obviously, you know, when he was cleared, he'd, he'd been practicing with us, and, and we'd seen what he could do, so we felt really comfortable about him going out there. And uh, week one of Carson time, and he looked like the old Carson. If you hadn't um, known anything different and just turned on the game for the first time on Sunday, you'd say that's, that's the way Carson Wentz is expected to play. He did a really good job. The two turnovers uh, down in the red zone were kind of uncharacteristic for him. Is that rust, do you think, or just kind of uh, working his way back? It, it, it well, I, I think, you know, on the one, he, he kind of locked into Zach a little bit, and, you know, linebacker made a good play on the ball. And, uh, you know, that can happen. Certainly, uh, you know, Zach and, and Carson have, have a great rapport together and count on one another a lot. So, you know, in that circumstance, he I think he, he was thinking to go to Zach uh, even before we, we got out there in the huddle. And, um, that guy just made a good play on the ball. And then the other one, you know, he's stepping up in the pocket. He's got a lane to throw the ball. I see Zach coming open and goes to throw it. And, and Hunt reaches his long arm out and kind of gets his elbow a little bit. So, uh, you know, we don't want to turn the ball over down there and put our defense in that position. We know how good they're playing right now. And, and if we can make the other teams go the long, hard way, they're going to have a hard time scoring points. So those are two moments we can clean up. Considering you just got Carson back and you could be getting Alshon, Ajayi, and Sproles returning soon, what, what's the potential for this offense? Well, we're just trying to get a little bit better each and every day. Um, you know, we haven't had the same unit out there in the huddle each and every day, so we're excited about the guys that you just mentioned um, and their availability whenever, whenever they're clear medically to get back out there on the field with us. Uh, we know the kind of players they are, and we know their talents and, and the things that they can do for this offense. So we're excited about what, what we can be. Um, but obviously, we're, we're more concerned with, with who we are right now and trying to get a little bit better every day. On that first drive, it looked like the one play, the Colts only had 10 on the field. The guy was shuffling in and out, and they were having trouble getting aligned. Are those just some of the advantages when you use uh, tempo, kind of the stress it, it puts on a defense? Absolutely. And, you know, we are in um, 13 personnel there. We had three tight ends in the game and, uh, you know, doing a lot of empty stuff. I think they were trying to get their nickel on, on the field, and, you know, the corner moved over to play nickel, and they – Try to get the backer off in the corner, and they just, you know, they got confused a little bit. And it was a heads-up play by both Carson and uh, and Perk over there, noticing that they were uncovered and just really kind of stealing a first down on that first series. Well, yeah. In Josh Perkins' case, he missed most of the preseason, so you didn't get much exposure to him in games. What have you seen behind the scenes that has given you the confidence to play him as much as you have? Well, we knew uh, from evaluation when he was in Atlanta, he was a, you know, a good special teams player there, so he had good toughness. Uh, he's a big body who can really run, so he can stretch the field for his size. And, uh, you know, he's done a nice job. Like I said, missed a lot of time, um, but he's, he's picked it up well, and, and he's made some good plays for us the last few weeks. Hey, Mike, when you guys started with all the 12 and 13 early and tempo, was that more to keep Indian base, or was that about the injuries? What, what was the thought process there? Well, we, we liked that group. Um, and we, we felt like, you know, using that group would uh, put some stress on them a little bit early in the game. We like uh, – we've been very successful using our tempo package and just another way to try to get uh, Carson immediately into the game uh, and into the flow of the game and not have any time to think about anything. Just get up at the line of scrimmage and um, be able to conduct the, the game from there. Carson, just seeing what, what Carson was able to do um, this past Sunday, like 
Are there certain, like, are there more plays that you would be willing to incorporate going forward, like, you know, coming up against Tennessee and then going forward after that, you know, just based on what you saw? More, what do you mean more plays? Just, like, more variable, like, different types of things, more running, stuff like that. To have Carson run? Um, you know, I think we'll pick our spots like we always have um, in terms of what we're asking Carson to do. We're not limited in any way with, with anything that we're doing right now. And, um, you know, he made some, some really good plays, escaping pressure in the pocket and getting out of the pocket and, and, uh, and running for some, some yards and key first down. Um, I mean, you think about the third down or the, uh, yeah, the third down conversion there on that, that game-winning touchdown drive where he escaped. You know, two free rushers there and, and spun out of it and hit, hits Nelson for, for a big conversion. I mean, that's vintage Carson right there. So um, he'll continue to be able to make plays with his feet in this offense. Carson changes the, the direction on a run. What are some of the pre-snap keys that makes him do that? Well, I don't think I would get into, I mean, into, into discussing that here. Um, but, uh, you know, those are things that from a game plan standpoint that, you know, um, you know, we, we spend a lot of time upstairs studying at night and, and trying to figure out tendencies of the defense so we can put our guys in an advantageous position um, to, to make the blocks. We don't be, want to be out leveraged, and, you know, we're, we're studying their fronts and their coverages and, and all of that so that we, we can put our guys in the best best position to be successful. Like five sacks, I'm, I'm sure, is a little high number uh, for you guys to like. W- what was happening there? Was that – was Carson holding on to the ball too long or breakdowns up front or just kind of the, the chemistry not quite being there yet? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you've, you've heard this answer before, but it's it's true. I mean, sacks are a product of a number of factors. It's never just, just one reason. There's not uh, one explanation that could explain them all. So um, whether it would be protection, the quarterback holding the ball, or receivers not getting open, or good coverage, and or a good rush. I mean, there's a combination of factors, and you saw one uh, – uh, penalty get called late in the game, which obviously kept our drive alive where they're holding lane and he's not able to pass a game. Well, he got a sack on one of those earlier in the game where he's being held and he can't get off to, to pass a game. So there, there's a sack. So, I mean, there's lots of different reasons why those things happen. Obviously, five is is, is five more than we'd like, but they're part of the game and, and we got to be able to overcome them too. When you looked at the game tape that's effective both as a blocker and as a receiver, what kind of possibilities schematically does that open up as opposed to a guy that's maybe just one-dimensional? Well, I mean, the, the more things you can do, the more valuable you are. So, uh, you know, as we, as we continue to move through this season uh, and progress and, and Dallas continues to get more experience, we think that he's, he's going to be very good on-the-line on tight end. And obviously he's a big target down the field. He's easy to find, and he can elevate and, and make plays above the rim too. So he's got really strong hands. And, um, you know, he's just, he's just three games in. So... Uh, we'll continue to, to put more and more on his plate, but he's done a nice job of what we've asked him to do. When you look at the game tape, what did Tennessee do that enabled them to hold Jacksonville to just six points? Well, you know, Tennessee, they do a really good job. They've got multiple personnel groups that they use in the game, uh, multiple fronts, multiple coverages. They do a really good job of mixing all those up. They've got really good players, veteran players, who understand how to uh, play in this defense, have played in this system before. Uh, in some cases, uh, you know, whether it be New England or in Tennessee or just veteran presence of these guys, they, they know uh, where they're supposed to be and when they're supposed to be there. And they play them well as a, as a unit, playing really good team defense, rallying to the football, keeping everything in front and making them go the long, hard way. And uh, they just they just made it really challenging that way. On Bortles got good pressure, couldn't really set his feet in the pocket and make any throws. 
Um, they had some throws down the field to make, but you know he'd have to move off his spot, and then when he tried to reset the throw, there was somebody else in his face, and he and he couldn't get the ball out of there. So. Um, you know, that was uh, a result of, of really good pressure up front. Those guys pressed the pocket, and, and they played throughout the course of the down. They, they played really hard. Mike, Paul hasn't been there for the offense through three games. Is that something that just gets rectified when Alshon returns? No, I think we're always trying to find ways to push the ball down the field. But you're right, we haven't had as many explosive passes as, as we'd like. Um, we've done some really good things, and uh, we'll continue to try to find ways to create those explosive passes. But... Um, you know, for 40 minutes, we'd like to have more than 20 points, 40 minutes time of possession. Uh, we left some points out there on the field that, you know, we, we got to clean those, those things up. When, defense, when defensive lines run those games and they're grabbing the offensive linemen, you probably know that it's not always going to get called. What are the teaching points to the offensive linemen to kind of, you know, fight through that when the flag doesn't come? Well, I mean, all you can do is, like you said, try to fight through it. And uh, sometimes you can spin out of it, but sometimes you can't. And, um, you know, we were fortunate to get the call. Those things aren't always called. Um, but, you know, they got a sack out of one of those deals, too, earlier in the game. So it, it evened out. Mike, Mike Ainsden, how do you feel like you transitioned into the offensive coordinator's role? How similar are you to what Frank did on game days leading up to them? Or, or how different are you leading up on, and on game days? Well, in terms of the responsibilities, we've really tried to keep everything very similar. Um, so from that standpoint, not a whole lot has changed. And, uh, hopefully each week I continue to get a little bit better like we're talking about all these guys. We're, none of us are a finished product. We need to keep evaluating ourselves and what we need to do better and um, you know how, we, how we're going to do that moving forward. So I'm comfortable with, with where we are. Um, obviously we want to do, do each better. want to continue to do things better and um, you know we'll keep working towards that end. We know that this is a long season and if we can keep getting better each day at practice and then feel a little bit better about ourselves every Sunday we got there and, and and playing those games, and, and we're more efficient and create the explosive plays and protect the quarterback and um, possess the ball, all the things that we want to do on offense, those are the things that we're evaluating every week, and I think we're improving. Mike, Jordan Matthews, I guess he got 30-some snaps, a couple targets, caught both of them. Uh, do you see him taking a larger role quickly, or has he got to go through like a process with no training camp and no preseason and so forth? Well, the nice thing about Jordan is there's a familiarity there with the system, so he's not learning a completely different language, but, uh, you know, you talk about a guy being able to come in in three days, and, and uh, you know, really you wouldn't notice that, that, that he hadn't been here throughout training camp. Um, he did a really good job, made a couple key receptions in the game, like you said, and uh, so we're excited to have him. You know, he's he's a valuable member of what we're trying to do moving forward, and and we'll continue to incorporate him. Is there, is there a, a benchmark for completion percentage that you want to see from your quarterbacks over the course of a season? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, a little bit of it depends on situational football too. Um, you could complete a high percentage on first, second down, but not be as effective in the red zone or on third down, but. Um, you know, the standards, I think, are, are pretty high. We'd, we'd like to be 70%, but we, we hold our, you know, that's not always going to be the case. And the most important thing for the quarterback is to get his team in the end zone and, and bring his team home a winner. Uh, that's the most important thing, and that's the first thing that all quarterbacks should be judged on. Looks like you guys will finally see Malcolm Butler. Uh, what kind of cornerback is he and what kind of, um, you know, what kind of skill set does he have? Yeah, he's a tough, competitive corner out there. We know that he's going to get right up on your nose and, and be very physical at the line of scrimmage and, and really try to, to jam you all the way down the field. So uh, I'm sure that he's anxious uh, for this matchup and uh, is looking forward to seeing the Eagles out there since he, he wasn't able to play in the last game. But 
Um, you know, we've got a lot of respect for him and his ability and the plays that he's made over the course of his career. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you.